It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I'm just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Ed Valentine of Locked On Giants. And I'm Chris Russell of Locked On Redskins. Good to have you guys with us for this crossover Wednesday edition uh, as we get set for this NFC East battle at MetLife Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday between the 1-6 New York Giants and the 4-2 first place Washington Redskins. Uh, first place Washington Redskins just doesn't, <laughs> do, do, doesn't sound good to me. It doesn't sound normal. It sounds wrong. But, uh, it's awkward for me to say, Ed, I mean, but, if I'm being honest with you. There haven't been many days in the 10 years that I've covered the Washington Redskins that I can say that. So, you know, people around here are tepid and nervous, but they're enjoying it while they can before the roof caves in. Well, I know this. I know that, you know, Giants fans aren't enjoying a whole lot this season. And I think I said this to you, you know, before we started to record the way things are going for the one and six Giants right now, I've given basically zero thought to uh, to Sunday's game, you know, against the Redskins, considering you know where where things are with the Giants. But what we're going to do today, you know, we'll 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 break down you know different aspects of uh, of Sunday. You know, Chris will ask me some some Giants related questions. I'll ask Chris some Redskins related questions. We'll try to uh, to get you guys ready for Sunday afternoon's game at MetLife Stadium. And and Chris, why don't we start? Why don't we start with this? I know the Giants are in the middle of 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 doing a whole bunch of uh, roster teardowns. Why don't you start? Sure. See if you've got a couple questions for me, you know, yeah. regarding the Giants, and then we'll go from there. So, I mean, obviously, the as we record this, Ed, you know, it's it's Wednesday morning um, on the East Coast, and the Giants have made not one big trade this week, but now they've made a second big trade uh, as they dump Damon Harrison's snacks, one of the best nicknames in the NFL, one of the best, oh, by the way, nose tackles in the NFL for a fifth-round pick to the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia, who had struggled certainly big time to stop the run, and the Giants, as we know, uh, were I think sub four per attempt, uh, you know, and Harrison a big reason for that. 
clearly they are tearing this apart and rebuilding, but how do you read this deal? Is there any other way that you read this deal other than just a salary dump and a guy that wasn't going to be part of the long-term future? Well, I think you're absolutely right there. And, and it's funny because as we, as we record this, you know, I, I'm talking to you, I'm, but I, ha- I have one eye on my Twitter feed as we do this, just to make sure that, you know, that Janoris Jenkins and Olivier Vernon and God knows who else are still members of the Giants right now. You know, but, but I, I look at it this way. I mean, the Giants have traded away Eli Apple and Damon Harrison within the last 24 hours. And I think that, you know, the situation is this. They've gone 4-19 and 19 in their last... 23 games they entered this season thinking hoping praying that having drafted Saquon Barkley still having Odell Beckham bringing in a new defensive coordinator you know believing that that Eli Manning still had enough in the tank to to use the weapons that the Giants have that they could be at least decent you know competitive win somewhere between seven and nine games, maybe, you know, maybe get lucky and win 10 and sneak into the playoffs. But obviously, you know, you take a three and 13 roster that wasn't very good and, and and you kind of try to try to massage it and, and, and rebuild without saying you're rebuilding and And it's just not working. So now the giants have just recognized that and, and, and and they have to tear it down. They have to, you know, they have right. to to get rid of some of the big salaries if they can, you know. And I think that's what what the deal is with Damon Harrison. I mean, this morning I'm watching my my Twitter timeline, and I'm seeing people going. They only got a fifth round pick for Damon Harrison, and you know what? The way I look at it, I mean. Y- if you understand the way NFL trades work, you should be happy with the fifth round pick right. for a, for a thirty year old, as good as he is at what he does, as and he's the best run stuffing nose tackle in the league. I think people who run at him are insane, but he's got more than twenty million dollars left on his mm-hmm. five year contract. He's thirty years old. He's got bad knees. He's a one-dimensional guy who gives you nothing in the pass rush when it com- in, a, in a league that is pass-centric. And the reality of it is, in the situation the Giants are in, and they drafted B.J. Hill in the third round, who's a really, really, really good player and can play that position, Damon Harrison was not going to be part of their future beyond this season anyway. So to get something, to get anything, and to get the cap relief, you know, for the rest of this year was was a good move. You know, I, I mean, everything that you just laid out there totally makes sense. And people always forget it about the contract, right? I mean, why absorb that kind of money under your cap, not only for this year, but also for next year, like you said, with all the limitations and all of the other factors, age, again, being a one-dimensional guy, as good as he is at that one dimension, And the fact that, and it's much the same situation in Oakland, right? People think John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders are completely tanking and completely, well, if you're a head coach, and in this case, if you're Shermer and if you're Dave Gettleman, maybe you misjudged what you had, I'm sure you did, ultimately, and I see a lot of criticism for the New York Giants because of that, 
maybe you misjudged in, in, in January and February and March as you were evaluating the team on tape and on paper and in your meetings. But that's why you play the games, right? You have to see how it plays out. And when things don't go the way you thought they were going to go out, yes, that's maybe a bad sign, but at least you can correct it or take steps to correct it instead of allowing a bad situation to continue to grow and get worse because you can use that cap room that you save not only for next year, but this year and roll it into pre into future years, which will theoretically then help you rebuild this team. I think so. I, I have to say this. John Gruden is insane. I don't care. John Gruden is insane. <laughs> all right. He, he's, I think he still thinks it's 1995. You know, he's, he's insane. I don't know what he's doing in Oakland, but, but, he's, but I, I think that, that he's lost his mind. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Well, hopefully for Giants fans, Gettleman and Shermer aren't viewed necessarily in that regard, right? No, I, I, I don't see them that way. Now, look, I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, what I wrote at the website that I run, Giants website that I run, BigBlueView.com, um, part of SB Nation, what I wrote was that the Giants kind of tried to have their cake and eat it too. They kind of, mm-hmm. you know, the roster wasn't very good last year, but they thought they had enough star power with, Barkley and Beckham and Manning and a couple of, you know, and Snacks and, and Landon Collins and Olivier Vernon and, and Janoris Jenkins, they thought they had enough star power, enough top-tier players that they could be competitive yeah. while they rebuilt and reconstructed, you know, a bottom half of that roster that that just plain stunk. I mean, if you look at the history of Jerry Reese's drafts from – 2010 2011 through 2017 other than Odell Beckham there and and Evan Ingram right now and maybe and Landon Collins right now there's virtually nothing left on that roster from you know from what Jerry Reese drafted and and that's largely why the Giants are in the situation that they're in I think they thought they could squeeze a competitive season out of this year and obviously you're right they they've lost some tough games they've lost some close games shoot they lost a game on a a game ending 63 yard field goal you know for crying Mm -hmm. out loud so you know but but obviously it's not working out and they've they've recognized at this point that that the teardown they chose not to undergo a season you know last off season they just have to do at this point and, and that's what you have to do in the NFL a lot of cases, and fans aren't going to like that. Media isn't going to understand that. But, um, you know, clearly I think this is the right path. Now the problem is is that you have a guy like a lunatic, and, and I'm saying that nicely, uh, like, like Odell Beckham, who might not understand that and whose antics on the sidelines and competitive frustration might boil over into something really ugly and really nasty because it is going to be some time before this team is winning games consistently. Not that they can't win games. You know that. I know that, Ed. This is a week-to-week league. This is sometimes a quarter-to-quarter series-to-series league. They can beat the Washington Redskins this week. But consistently, it's going to be some time before the New York Giants uh, win games. And, you know, they do go against a very good defense or at least a really good front seven. 
this week in the Washington Redskins. And uh, just one quick more note, if you if you'll allow me on the Damon Harrison thing from a Redskins perspective, this is you know, this is a beautiful thing for the Washington Redskins because they've become, with Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, a run-first, dedicated, heavy team. And when you don't have to go against Damon Harrison, no offense to the young guys that they have that you just mentioned uh, that are obviously going to step up and now take the place uh, and and, and contribute, but that's a huge bonus. That's a huge gift, if you will, and an opportunity for the Redskins to do what they want to do, what they need to do, and what they do best – quite honestly, through six games this year. Chris, that provides us with a good opportunity to take our first break in today's show for a word from our sponsors. After after a quick word, we will come back and I'll turn the tables on Chris. We'll talk a little bit about the first place. Yeah, I, I'm still digesting <laughs> that. The, 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 the first place Washington Redskins. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsored this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports podcast network email me at russellmania09 that's r-u-s-s-e-l-l-m-a-n-i-a 09 russellmania09 at gmail.com and i'll get you all the details all right guys as you know it is chris russell here locked on redskins and i'm here to tell you about vivid seats vivid seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans live entertainment and experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats, you can watch your favorite teams and artists perform in person. It's easy, and we have a great offer for you with the podcast code Locked On. That's right, Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. Listeners can receive $20 off of orders of $200 or more if, and this is important, if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Again, use the promo code Locked On to get $20 off orders of $200 or more if you're a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders backed by a 100% guarantee so you do not have to worry. And tell them Locked On Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Giants and Redskins fans, Ed Valentine and Chris Russell here talking about the upcoming Giants and Redskins game on Sunday on a crossover edition of Locked On Giants and Locked On Redskins, part of the fast-growing Locked On Podcast Network. 
Chris, I guess it's my turn to uh, to turn the tables to talk to you to ask you a little bit, you know, about sure. the Redskins. And I'll start here. I looked at the Redskins and was like, okay, they won a game. I still think they stink. I don't believe in the Redskins. You know, even even Ben McAdoo, after he got fired, basically did an interview in the offseason, and he said, basically the Redskins are going to do Redskins things, which means yep. they're going to be awful. I mean, they're 4-2. and two. This is a division that is clearly mediocre. I mean, at 1-6, and six, the Giants, you know, forget the Giants, but you've got the Eagles and the Cowboys, I think, both with three wins at this point. Correct. And are you are you believing in this Redskins team at this point? Well, I, I'm believing in the mentality and the philosophy that they've adopted. And that was what I was mentioning at the end of our first segment together is that run first ball control, uh, play good, solid, really good defense with your front seven, uh, play good special teams, because that's what I think wins more than just having a great stud quarterback. Uh, now, of course, if you have a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees, you can get away with a lot more in those other areas if you don't have those. Again, I realize that's the ultimate equalizer, but nobody's ever going to confuse said Alex Smith with being a great quarterback. Is he a good quarterback? Yes. Is he a very good quarterback at times? He certainly was last year. The Redskins have not gotten that version of Alex Smith just yet. Uh, who knows if we'll ever see that, quite honestly, this year or over the term of his contract. But I do believe in the Redskins at 4-2 and two from this standpoint. They won these last two home games against pretty good defenses and overall pretty good teams in the Dallas Cowboys, and I know they have their limitations, and the Carolina Panthers, and I know their defense is not as good as it used to be, and their offense a little inconsistent. They won these two home games without Chris Thompson, one of their best running backs, um, and their third down back, their primary third down back, without Jamison Crowder, their primary and starting slot receiver, uh, and their punt returner. And last week, without Paul Richardson, their number one wide receiver, and their stretch the field Deshaun Jackson-type replacement, along with one of their starting corners. So they won these two games against these teams. Yes, it wasn't pretty, Ed, but they got it done at a place that they have historically sucked. Uh, the Redskins are now with three consecutive wins. This is an amazing stat, right? In the history of FedEx Field, the concrete jungle, as I call it, very, very, very different than MetLife Stadium. They are only 87, 84, and one. So, to, you know, to me, and that's the three wins in a row. To me, that's why I believe in this team, because they're doing things with limitations that they've never ever really been able to do except for a couple of miracle last minute you know backdoor magic carpet ride type runs under Joe Gibbs and Mike Shanahan so Chris let me ask you this you you mentioned Alex Smith yeah when push comes to shove did the Redskins do the right thing by moving on from Kirk Cousins and signing Alex Smith to be their guy not when you're talking about a pure exchange one-on-one -on -one for talent and, and, and statistics and the ability to score and score quickly and to win shootouts. But, and that's a big but, um, they did it again because of this philosophy adaptation that I keep talking about. And I can't stress that enough. 
Uh, I talk about this all the time, and, and I've been advocating for this, Ed, for two years. Um, they, they weren't good enough to win shootouts consistently uh, with a porous defense, a bad run defense, a up-and-down offensive line, no run game, and Kirk Cousins basically trying to pull off miracles and, and, and trying to be, you know, again, um, you know, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and everyone combined, he, they just weren't good enough. So when they adopted, finally, the philosophy that they have, again, run first, control the clock, play good defense, good, great front seven, all that, when they did that, Alex Smith was the right fit. And just a couple of quick numbers, if I can throw them out, out at you. You know, Kirk Cousins, as good as he is and as productive as he is, he fumbles a lot. And he loses a lot of those fumbles. Alex Smith, the Redskins right now, as we enter this week, are tied for fourth in the NFL in terms of net takeaway giveaway at plus six. We know the Giants are minus three, I believe it is, after Monday Night Football, all the way near the bottom of the league. That is such a huge difference in a league where every game seems to be decided for the most part between three and seven points. And that's why they made the right move. Has it worked out statistically, numerically? No, it hasn't. Will it ever? Probably not. Maybe if they get the Alex Smith of last year. But remember, that was year five in that system with Andy Reid and Matt Nagy, who's now the Bears head coach. And he had better talent there. Right now, Ed, it's been the right move because he doesn't kill them. Okay, one more question for you, Chris. Is Adrian Peterson human, or is he some sort of Terminator? You know, that dude is tougher than I ever thought he was because, I mean, of course we knew that he had a little something-something in him after bouncing back from a torn ACL in late December 2011 and then you know, going for over 2,000 yards in, in 2012, and he, he did something similar to that a couple of years ago uh, in his final healthy year in Minnesota. Um, that dude, man, I, I tell you, he, look, he's going to take some negative yardage on some carries. There is no doubt the Giants are going to have their opportunities in this game. But he just keeps rolling. He just keeps rolling. And I think the most impressive thing besides the fact that he's 33 and he's, you know, most games he's getting, you know, somewhere between 85 and 100 yards per rushing per game, certainly in the games that the Redskins have been successful. He's 33. He's playing through a bad shoulder, a bad knee, a bad ankle, those three things. On top of that, I would just say this, that he has adopted to what the Redskins do in terms of their style and their system with their quarterback. And what I mean by that is forever in his career, he comfortably ran out of a quarterback under center and a two-back with a lead fullback system. They don't have that here in Washington. Alex Smith is not good under center. He's primarily in gun or pistol. And the Redskins don't have a fullback. They just don't have one. So he's adopted this RPO cross-face kind of shotgun give system and still been effective and used a lot of sweet runs wide left, wide right, and been effective with that and cutting back against the grain. So to me, that's been the most impressive thing about Adrian Peterson this year. Chris, let's take another break for our second uh, word from our sponsors. Then we'll come back and we'll talk specifically about our expectations for Sunday. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning 
than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania09, that's R-U-S-S-E-L-L-M-A-N-I-A-0-9, russellmania09 at gmail.com, and I'll get you all the details. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Giants and Redskins fans, Ed Valentine and Chris Russell here from Locked On Giants and Locked On Redskins talking about Sunday's matchup at MetLife Stadium between the one and six rebuilding revamping starting over awful new york giants and the <laughs> and, and the somehow four and two did i wake up in this in this alternate reality place four and two first place washington redskins oh that's great i i love it i i mean you know i'm from new york i grew up on long island i i you know and and i'm used to the new york media and a lot of people around here are just absolutely scared to death of anybody being critical of their teams and they take it very uh offensively i i have a feeling your description of the new york giants is is ringing true with so many big blue fans uh, because they are disgusted fed up and feeling hopeless right now well, it's funny because we did a show on Tuesday. Patty and I did on Locked On Giants uh, after the uh, after the loss on on Monday night, and we basically just started with the started with with the descriptors, and it's like you could just go on and on because it's just it's just bad. It's unfortunate. It's bad. You know, it, it it's a proud franchise that's that's won four Super Bowls that's won championships that it's a flagship you know NFL franchise and you just you really you really have a hard time seeing it you know seeing the Giants being this downtrodden they've earned it but it's hard to look at I I understand that but listen my friend it's uh the Redskins are were once one of those franchises as well it's been 27 years since they've been a stable, productive, consistent, winning organization. There's been a lot of chaos and a lot of dysfunction. Trust me, uh, you, I can't even explain it to everyone. At least you guys, the Giants, have had a couple of Super Bowls in the last, what, eight, nine years. Uh, maybe it's a decade now, uh, the two Super Bowls in the last decade. At least you guys have had that to hang your hat on. The Redskins, basically, they hang their hat on a nine-win season and an occasional once-every-four-five-year division crown. So it could always so, be worse, Giants fans. So so memo to Giants fans, Chris is absolutely right. You've got four <laughs> Super Bowl titles. You've been there five times. How, however bad it is right now, and it's bad, you know, you, you've got those things to hang your hat on, and... Before we talk specifically about Sunday, I will say this. As much as many of you 
are in a hurry to shove Eli Manning out the door, throw him in a trash compactor, put him, you know, send, put him down the chute, whatever, as much as many of you wish that had already been done, remember that the last time the Giants shoved a franchise quarterback out the door was 1993 when they cut Phil Simms. It was 11 years before Eli Manning came along to give them another franchise quarterback. So just because you shove one out the door doesn't mean you're automatically finding another one. Good point. A very good point. So, Chris, let's talk quickly about Sunday's game, and I'll ask you this. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm the Giants and I'm game planning against the Redskins, how do I attack this team both on offense and defense you know, to, to try to have some success? All right, so if you're, if, if you're the Giants, how do you attack the How do I attack the, the Redskins? Redskins? Well, so the first thing you're going to have to realize is, to me, that Saquon Barkley, as good as he is, and, and I think he is incredibly dynamic, and I'm so bitterly jealous that you guys got a talent like that uh, to, to be in your backfield, and, and, and that's the key to not just be in your backfield, but to line him up in the slot, to line him up at true wide, which is the way that he's been you know, used at times, uh, maybe not so much with the Giants, as certainly he was at Penn State, but he's still an evolving young player getting used to NFL pass protection and so forth. But that's exactly how I would attack this Redskins team. I would use Saquon Barkley more split out wide again as a true wide in the slot and attack that secondary. This pass defense of the Washington Redskins. Ed, it was the strength of their defense last year. It is now the weakness of the Redskins defense this year. They not only let Bashad Breeland go in free agency, they traded Kendall Fuller, who was the best slot corner in the NFL last year as part of the Alex Smith deal. And I know he's struggling in Kansas City, but they brought in uh, Orlando Skandrick, longtime veteran of the Dallas Cowboys. He didn't even make it to the second preseason game before they whacked him. They didn't like him. Uh, and they never added a veteran presence there. So they have some corners. Josh Norman has already been benched once before this year. He did rebound against his former team and played well, but he's still very, very, very iffy and capable of being picked on. And then they have Dunbar, Quentin Dunbar, who has actually hurt the Giants a little bit with a fake punt uh, a couple of years ago up at MetLife that I remember in week three uh, of the 16 season, I want to say. Dunbar is their other starting corner, but he missed last week with a shin contusion, and he might have a nerve issue, so he might not even play this year, uh, this week, I should say. They have a young kid, Fabian Moreau, in, in the slot, uh, who is a, a third-round pick two years ago who has developed nicely. I think that's a good fit for them, but to me, I think the Giants are going to be able to attack their corners, and specifically Greg Strowman. Uh, if Quentin Dunbar is not available, and I would even go after Dunbar with, again, the shin contusion if he plays. I think the Giants have the weapons. I think if they spread out Barkley more, I think obviously Odell, if they can provide a little bit of time for Eli Manning, I think that's their best chance to attack this Redskins defense. And how about how about uh, attacking or stopping the offense? Yeah, so... Um, you know, I, I think the number one thing you have to do is completely take away Adrian Peterson as much as you can. And obviously, as we talked about, without Damon Harrison, 
that's going to be much harder. But if you can tackle well against Adrian Peterson, and if you can stymie their run game, that makes Alex Smith beat them. And I've talked about their wide receivers being iffy at this point, Ed. Uh, again, Paul Richardson missed last week. He's got a knee and a shoulder. Jamison Crowder has missed the last two weeks. He's got a high ankle sprain. He might be available to play, but I don't think he will. And also, uh, they were without Chris Thompson the last two weeks. Again, he might be more ready to play in this game than any of those other guys. Uh, so they're without some of, uh, probably at least one, maybe two of their best three receiving options. And to me, if you can control the run, then you force the game into the hands of Alex Smith. And right now, Alex Smith is averaging you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 175 yards passing per game, at least the last two weeks, against good defenses. Uh, and you want him to beat you, especially if the weather is a little inclement. We know the wind can swirl around a little bit uh, in East Rutherford. That can affect his accuracy. He has not been very accurate, short, intermediate, and deep. So to me, you want to force the game into Alex Smith's hands by taking away Adrian Peterson. Interesting. So, Chris, why don't we turn the tables? Right. Uh, if you want, I will answer basically the same the same questions Absolutely. regarding the Giants. You want me to start? You want me to start uh, with attacking the offense or attacking the defense? Let, let's do let let's attack let's attack the offense. So the deal with the offense is everybody and their mother understands what Eli Manning is and what Eli Manning is not. Eli Manning is not a mobile quarterback. Eli Manning is not a guy that's going to make plays with his feet. The major issue for the New York Giants is that their offensive line is terrible. All right? It, it's absolutely awful. Dave Gettleman, new GM, walked in the door saying that he needed to fix that offensive line. It's an area that, that former GM Jerry Reese just was unable to fix for years. And you pretty much finally sort of just threw up his hands and gave up and started collecting, you know, pass catching and, and, and running weapons and, and just saying, I've, I've done everything I can. But it's Gettleman rebuilt this line and we wondered if it was going to be better or if it was just going to be different than what we've seen in the past. And right now the answer is different. They have all sorts of problems from center over to right tackle. So if you're the Redskins, you're going to attack this offensive line. You're going to crowd the line of scrimmage first of all and make, you know, actually you don't even have to crowd the line of scrimmage to <laughs> to to take away to take away the running game against Saquon Barkley because as good as Saquon Barkley is and he'll break a run every so often, the Giants run block horribly they are near the top of the league in negative running plays they're one of the most inefficient teams in the league running the ball and they're running against six and seven man boxes most of the time you know if Barkley can get a one-on-one -on -one, he's going to win that matchup but he just he just hasn't been able to get a whole lot of them or at least not not on a consistent basis you just want to attack this this offensive line even Nate Solder the uh, highly paid you know free agent left tackle has been inconsistent I don't have the number of sacks he's given up right in front of me but but he hasn't been a a top tier you know 
wall at left tackle by any stretch of the imagination. You can attack this line. Stunts, twists, blitzes, whatever, you know, whatever you've got in your bag of tricks, you know, moving guys around, uh, you can attack that's but that's exactly how you how you you play against these giants is you you just attack that line and try to make life miserable for Eli Manning try to make sure you know that 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 you that you tackle Saquon Barkley when you have a chance which is not easy to do but that's the weak spot of this line is is when Eli Manning has time to set his feet he still has had some good games he can still make good throws. He threw for 399 yards, you know, against the uh, uh, on Monday night, in you know, and and I think he had three pass completions of longer than 50 yards. But you you want to attack this line and make him uncomfortable and 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 get him into check down mode. It, if you do that, the Giants are going to complete a lot of passes, but they're not going to go anywhere. Right, and wrap it up. Uh, how would you say is best to affect, uh, best to attack the Giants' defense? Would it be trying to get that secondary, which I know still has Landon Collins, but of course, with the Eli Apple trade and Janaris Jenkins might be gone by the time they actually play this game. Maybe he's there, but he's also been susceptible in his career to double moves. Oh, I think that's absolutely the uh, the thing. You know, the Giants' pass rush. It showed up on Monday night where I think the Giants had three sacks on Monday, but you know it's been non-existent for much of the season. I think you look at that front, you double Olivier Vernon, who's the best pass rusher, the one true impact player they have, you know, especially now with Damon Harrison, you know, being a Detroit Lion. You double Olivier Vernon. You should be able to to generally handle everybody else. I mean, I think that uh, you know Kerry Wynn has done some nice things in the pass rush. Lorenzo Carter shows some potential, but the Giants are not a dynamic pass rushing team, and and they have issues on the outside. They have issues in pass coverage. Janoris Jenkins has not been good. Eli Apple wasn't all that good before they traded him to the Saints. You know, now you're stuck basically with a slot corner in a, a journeyman slot corner in BW Webb playing on the outside. Uh, I'm not sure who they're going to use in the slot at this point. Either you know, veteran safety. You know, Michael Thomas will move down there, or they could put rookie Grant Haley in there. But you and the safety play hasn't been all that good, especially in coverage. You know, Curtis Riley is is not, in my view, an NFL-caliber free safety. Landon Collins is a wonderful player with an obvious weakness in pass coverage. So you attack that secondary. You, you know, you, you Because you should have time to throw the football, but that's exactly what you do is you attack that secondary and, and, and look for chunk plays. That makes uh, sense to me. Now the question is, is can Alex Smith actually do that? Again, you know, especially if it's windy or especially if he's banged up uh, at wide receiver, 
which he certainly has been. So that's going to be uh, an interesting part uh, of this matchup. It, either way, and I, I know, you know, probably on paper, this is not the most scintillating and sexy matchup. But I think because you have the Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham factor, uh, and because you have a Giants team clearly in transition, there's a lot of intrigue there, along with a rebuilt and reloaded Redskins front seven, as I've mentioned a couple of times, uh, and the kind of questions about Alex Smith, but also the intrigue about Adrian Peterson. There are plenty of storylines for these two teams Sunday at 1 o'clock. Well, here's the storyline I'm interested in, to be honest with you. A, how many fans will show up at MetLife <laughs> Stadium? And B, how long will they stay? The last, yeah, the yeah. last time when I was there for the, the game the other night, against the uh, the Eagles the Thursday night game that the Giants got blown out in the uh, the fans who were there were heading for the exit you know before the third quarter was halfway over with so so let's see I mean the the over under on when fans would start to leave is about the 10 minute mark of the third quarter and we'll, we'll just see how long the Giants can keep people in their seats yeah I would say the uh Redskins offense is going to be a, a lot less capable of making them leave that early, at least in my estimation. But we'll see what happens. Certainly uh, fans not in seats have been a big issue down here at FedEx Field uh, for the Redskins after, again, 25-plus uh, years of mediocrity, and that might be kind. Hey, Chris, this has been a lot of fun. Giants and Redskins fans, make sure you check out, you know, Locked On Giants and Locked On Redskins. You can follow me at Big Blue View and at Valentine underscore Ed. You can check out Locked On Giants on Twitter at Locked On underscore Giants. Chris, before we wrap up, why don't you tell the folks where they can where they can find your work as well? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. And uh, it has been a blast. I've enjoyed uh, this conversation and we'll get to do this again uh, coming up later on in the year. But you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania 621 at WrestleMania 621. Uh, you can listen to me in the Washington, D.C. area and I guess uh, all over the world on Radio.com. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. And um you know, just uh, kind of, of course, the Locked on Redskins podcast. We don't have a specific Twitter uh, for that, but new additions every day, including Crossover Wednesday, which we're now doing. Uh, and we'll have all sorts of coverage, of course, leading up to this game Thursday uh, and Friday. Uh, so we have lots of good content on both Locked on Giants and Locked on Redskins. All right, folks, thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting the Locked on Podcast Network. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.